What's up, guys, gals, and pals? I'm Katie. I'm Nicole. And this is Double Wave Yellows and F1 Podcast. And today we are going to be discussing all of the news that's been happening since the end of the season. Some of the things we've touched on, but like haven't, you know, fully gotten into. Some things there have been new developments about. So we're going to catch you up and get you ready. And then we're going to go on a little holiday break. And yeah. Come back ready. And raring to go for the 2023 season. Uh, first, maybe we'll start with all of the team principal drama. Yeah, that was wild to wake up to. That happened mm-hmm. in the middle of our night. I was yeah. able to see the Ferrari news and stuff before I went to sleep. But then I woke up to the stranger stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because well, we had we knew about one of the team principal things. Mattia resigning? Yeah. Yeah, that happened a long time ago. So yeah. Mattia Bonotto resi- resigned from Ferrari, and mm-hmm. his resignation is effective January 1st. Um, when that happened, everyone assumed that the front runner was Fred Visser. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also maybe Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. <laughs> Please. Which was no. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Um, and thankfully not the case. Yeah. Um, and then we heard that, like, Weeks later, Yos Capito and Williams were going to part ways after two years together. Yeah, that felt weird to me. Still yeah. feels weird. I mean, it's not like Williams was doing a lot better. So maybe they felt like he wasn't good enough. Right, I guess. Uh, and then the next day, Fred Vasseur announced that he was like leaving Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we know where this is going. Yeah. And then immediately after, he was announced to be Ferrari's new team principal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, now I can go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not the case. There was more stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Adrian Seidel? Andreas uh, Seidel. Dang it. I said, why did I put Adrian? I knew it was Andreas. <laughs> Andreas Seidel uh, was suddenly like out of nowhere announced as the CEO of the Sauber Group. Mm-hmm. CEO, important distinction, not team principal. Right. And then Andreas Stella. Stella. Andrea Stella. And yeah. They're too similar. <laughs> Way too similar. Gotta be uh, causing problems. Yeah, it was announced as the new team principal of McLaren. Mm-hmm. And that was all of that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on your new team principal? I'm fine with it. I mean, obviously, so there's the relationship he has with Charles. Charles was um, his driver with Alfa Romeo Sauber in 2018. And they've always, like, been particularly close since. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the first contact between... um, I'm just going to call him Freddie, because I want to. And (laughs) That's what my dad always calls Alonzo. I'm very confused. Contact between Freddie and Ferrari happened in June... When he knew that Sauber uh, had plans to like merge with Audi or for Audi to take over, that's still confusing to me. I don't know if they're completely taking over yeah. or just kind of joining forces. Right. Uh, so I guess he learned that he wasn't going to be a part of their plans. Mm. So he reached out to Ferrari. Um, and then the talks intensified after the Hungarian GP. 
which okay. was when Mattia was saying all of the like, I have no, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to win the next 10 races. Remember? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. One times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carlos uh, gave a statement. He said, I've heard very good things about him. I know him personally, mm-hmm. just in case you thought he didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> he wanted to sign me to go to Renault. I spoke to him yesterday. I called him and I had my first contact as a Ferrari driver. I think it's really funny that he has to specify a, that he knows him personally and that mm-hmm. he wanted him to yeah. go to Renault. Mm-hmm. And this was, I think before he went to, did go to Renault. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Cause he, Fred Vasseur was the uh, Renault team principal in 2016. Huh. I don't. I didn't know that. I believe Carlos went the next year. Yeah, he went in twenty eighteen, mid mid twenty seventeen. That's when their little swappy happened, and he was yeah. there for twenty eighteen. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> I I'm interested to see the dynamic between Charles and Carlos and Freddie. Hmm. Um, but I'm excited. I have no choice. <laughs> I've no well, choice. It's like you get a excited. fresh start, so in some ways, so that's nice. Yeah. Do we want a fresh start? I mean, did you want to continue going down the path that things were going? Yes, not. I think he needed, uh, or Ferrari needs his like first thing that he does is figure out strategy strategy hey guys let's have a power let's have a meeting yeah let's go to a seminar i don't know let's talk about what the definition of strategy is what our goals of strategy are Mm -hmm. to win yes um that would be the first place to start and then like maybe the tires figure that stuff out maybe figure out why the engine's exploding and stuff you know Mm -hmm. priorities yeah that was a it was a lot to wake up to because I, I mean, obviously I knew about Bonotto, but then all the rest of it happened in the middle of the night for me. And I woke up and I was just like scrolling on Twitter and I'm just like, like none of it was crazy unexpected. I, I guess like the Seidel Stella stuff was, but like the uh-huh. Ferrari stuff wasn't. So I was like scrolling and I'm like, right. hey, yeah, whatever, like makes sense. Not surprised. And then I get to the McLaren stuff and I'm just like, because huh? like I kind of thought Seidel might be on the outs so what? I wasn't too shocked about that well, I, I think, think honestly was... what I'm most surprised by is the name of their new team principal yeah. and the fact that it's so similar yeah why were you, why did you um think he was on the outs Seidel um there I'd seen some talk about it on social media just because McLaren hadn't been living up to what they had been like the last two seasons they haven't quite been where they should be specifically last season so okay. people I thought do. he could be out i do have some stuff it wasn't i don't think it was mclaren's um idea first mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. i have some okay yeah. so zach brown revealed that he and the Sauber f1 team brokered a mid-season deal to fast track andreas titles transfer in, in Readiness for its Audi takeover. So mm-hmm. Audi knew that they wanted Seidel and they had contacted Zach Brown to be like, 
can this happen? And I believe, yeah, it was, um, Seidel had told Brown last summer that he was planning to leave as team principal and move to Sauber at the end of his contract, which ended in three years. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but because I, I think Zach Brown knows Sauber's owner or something, mm-hmm. they made their own deal to let him leave earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was supposed to start working, I think, in 2026 when Audi was planning on taking over. Right. Um. Seidel has a past with Porsche, mm. fellow Volkswagen company, cars, auto engine. group, something. Yeah, probably. yeah. Because uh, he was the. <laughs> I said he was wrecked with Porsche. Oh, that's not what that means. <laughs> I think he was the. I think he was like the director or something, uh, with Porsche in the in WEC. LMP1 hmm. back in the day. Okay. Um, Zach said that in the fast pace of the Formula One environment, when it became clear that Fred was going to go to Ferrari, Finn Rousing, the uh, Sauber team owner, um, gave Zach a call and was like, Can you release Andreas sooner? Mm-hmm. Um, and Zach was like, if Andrea Stella would join us, then I'd be happy to let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, so was Andrea Stella, was he already with McLaren? I don't know. He used to be with Ferrari. Oh, he okay. was. Okay. So this I is what I know. Was. I didn't know who he was before. And now I feel bad about it because like I should have. But <laughs> this is who he is if you don't know. So he came from an engineering background um, and he engineered Michael Schumacher and Kimi Raikkonen at Ferrari. And then he moved Mm -hmm. into a more senior role at Ferrari before making the switch to McLaren. So I don't know when he moved to McLaren, but he had. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, He was the executive director of racing. Okay. Yeah, I thought he had been with McLaren, but I couldn't quite remember. Um, Which is, I think, I find it funny that uh, McLaren now has an Italian team principal and Ferrari, <laughs> and Ferrari does, does not. <laughs> um, so still empty positions. We don't know who the Williams team principal is, correct? Correct. Or the Alfa Romeo team principal. Yes. I've seen rumors of either Susie Wolf or Jensen Button. Jensen Button's weird to me. Williams what is, team principal. What does Jensen Button do now? Commentate. Does he... And- it feels weird to just like throw him in. I love the idea of Susie Wolf. Yeah. Because she's I'm no longer with Honestly, Formula I'm e. here. I'm like down for either of those. I feel like Jensen would be a good team principal. Mm-hmm. But he's also a good commentator. So So Susie Wolf used to be the team principal at um the Mercedes Formula E team. Mm-hmm. So she's got like experience and stuff. Yep. So we still have to figure out what's going to go on there. Yeah. I don't know that I care. <laughs> um, I was going to say, oh, could you imagine Nico Hulkenberg? Because he's got oh. his e-scooter experience. Although he's just <sighs> an owner, right? He's not the team principal. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, moving on to the FIA prize gala, prize giving <laughs> gala. Mm-hmm. drama <laughs> it's so 
so weird yeah so it was in italy mm-hmm. um the main drama was coming from ben salam and christian horner mm-hmm. when they were giving was it the team the constructors championship i think so trophy? so here's what happened although christian- max was standing but yeah i think it was constructors disregard me um, Christian Horner went on stage to collect the Constructors' Championship trophy. <laughs> there we go. I just read my notes. We would know. <laughs> um, and before he could give his speech, Salem made a comment about the team going over the cost cap in 2021, as you do. <laughs> just fun stuff. Uh, and, and then in his speech, uh, Christian referred to the confusion in Japan when Max won his second world title. Remember all that stuff? The points, mm-hmm. the half points. Oh, wait, he's champion yeah stupid um after christian gave a speech salam made some more comments which made the audience sit in awkward silence and f1 ceo stefano domenicali uh, had to put his like arm between them Mm -hmm. like i I couldn't tell if it was like for comedic relief because like just to like make it seem like they're about to fight or or like they were they were like going to i haven't watched it all because it just made me so uncomfortable yeah i just know what happened yeah so this is what slam said ben yeah first of all you deserve the win if it's the manufacturer or max one thing you said about japan japan you said was controversial no the fia was blamed for the points but it was not the fia which made the rules it was the teams that made the rules and we were implementing it they deserve the win. Everyone who wins deserves it. They're the rules so well done. I say honestly. And more wins also. <laughs> it's just like the, the sass and the pettiness and the like, no, this is your fault. Yeah. I mean, do I think it was the FIA's fault? That part? Japan with the points? I mean, I feel like it's easy to feel like it is because they're the ones that make the rules, even though rules have to be like but approved the rule, by teams and stuff. The rule wasn't, I mean, the rule just didn't apply in that situation that they knew of. Right. Oh, should we be mad? I kind of, I feel like I'm more mad at Stein or like broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Because. For not knowing. Yeah, remember when they were showing the point, the graphics and everything? That was all right. It were the commentators that were confusing everyone Mm because they didn't know. Yeah. I don't know. Still super awkward, super weird. And Red Bull did go over the cost cap, so. Yes. Okay. After that, there is some more stuff. Uh, Charles just looked dead inside the whole time. Yeah the whole time well plus wasn't that the week that he announced that he and charlotte broke up yes but i think they broke up a while ago oh and they just announced it i'm not positive yeah but i mean he was the only one there from ferrari you know i didn't even see like mechies Mechies, the sporting director Mm -hmm. so and they showed um apparently they showed like a montage of all of like ferrari's f-ups 
and they showed his um paul ricard crash and his scream and he just had to watch it at day that's awful it's awful (laughs) oh like put that stuff on like a blooper reel not like a here's your second place trophy and or like you got second place this is all the times your team screwed up what about the times that they actually did well because obviously they did well enough if you got second place dang right messed up yeah put it on a blooper reel because like then we can make light of the horribleness yeah uh lewis hamilton won action of the year Mm -hmm. first double overtake at silverstone now when they announced like the nominees and this was the f1 choice Mm -hmm. i was like really all of them of all of them Mm -hmm. that like wasn't even it was a fun battle like all three of them but Mm -hmm. the lewis overtaking both of them isn't even like what it seems on paper right so I didn't love that. But I'm just happy that F1 gets the, like... Gets the win? Yeah. Even though I'm sure the other the other series is, are upset. Probably. That theirs were actually more entertaining. And they Maybe. just don't get it. I don't know. I didn't see them. So. I was reading them. and One of them was Oliver Behrman in Zandvoort. Um, and then there was some Formula E stuff in qualifying. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they all read more entertaining than this, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Zane Maloney won Rookie of the Year. Mm. And he was the, for those of you who don't remember who didn't maybe watch Formula E, uh, was the runner-up. Mm-hmm. So the highest you know, ranking was... rookie. Oh, okay. Um, I was thinking earlier today, like, since... Arthur's not in F3 anymore. Are you still going to watch F3? Probably. I mean, yeah. like, Dino will be in F3. So right. I could still have some Ferrari mm-hmm. peeps. But are you going to, like, because your priority had always been F3 over right. F2. I don't Is think that going to switch? Wake up. Got to it. Watch it. I okay. mean, I, I started my priority switch to F2 mid season anyway. Yeah because that was less painful um <laughs> yeah I, i'll still probably keep up because i like to know everything yeah okay should we talk about like the calendar and tracks and stuff sure i have some stuff and you okay. also have this next yeah thing. first okay so the chinese gp 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 <laughs> the chinese gp was officially canceled uh mm-hmm. if they do replace it i hear that portugal is the front runner to replace it yeah um that's it what's next um just the australian grand prix had been extended to 2035 in the middle of the season Mm -hmm. and then it just got another extension to 2037 um the dutch grand prix was extended to 2025 and supposedly jetta is going to be the first race of the season in 2024 Uh, i absolutely despise that uh yeah it's a terrible first track mm-hmm. first race mm-hmm. Bahrain's like actually pretty solid yeah I like I like Australia oh I actually really like Bahrain let's keep it I like Bahrain I like 
Australia just because like that's what I'm used to. And it's the furthest. Yeah. So it like logistically makes the most sense for them. Yeah. But yeah. Um, oh, rumors that Ferrari reached the cost cap, like with five or something races to go, and they had to stop developing the car. Um, also, there we already know this, but their engine was massively turned down for reliability. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes me think that they're actually in like a pretty good place, right? Because the engine yeah. freeze—you can only upgrade for reliability. Mm-hmm. So their plan was to create the fastest, like engine. But mm-hmm. like they didn't care about reliability, because mm-hmm. that thing's fast. Yeah, but it you know, explodes, blows up. <laughs> <laughs> so if we can fix that, yeah, solid. Yep. Then we'll have everything figured out. Okay. Uh, reserve drivers. Daniel was officially announced as uh, Red Bull's reserve driver for next year. Mm-hmm. He said that he wanted a break from competition and he mm-hmm. was not mentally there with IndyCar. Got it. All right. Should I talk about the other reserve news? Yeah, we don't care about Daniel. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this happened just a few days ago and it made me so happy. Because my students had been insane all week because they're ready for Christmas break. And we've still got three and a half days to go. Um, so they've been losing their minds. And so I was like, I just need to be happy. So I woke up on, I think it was Thursday morning. And I'm like going through Twitter as I do. And Ferrari tweets, Scuderia Ferrari and Mick Schumacher end their collaboration. Literally, that's it. Which is like, Oh, I know. Warm fuzzies. I did think that was like a fan something. Like a fan account. No. It was weird. That was their tweet. And then they like went back and edited it and said, (laughs) uh, Scuderia Ferrari thanks Mick for these four years and the many kilometers covered together and wishes him all the best for the future. But like before that, that, it was literally just like, we're done together. Mm -hmm. Um. And people were like, what the heck? And they went back and found this, like, goodbye to Marcus Armstrong when he left the Ferrari Driver Academy. And they, like, posted a photo. And they were like, thank you for your journey. And we wish him all the very best. Like, yada, yada. And, like, with Mick, it was just, bye. Maybe that's Freddie. Freddie didn't uh, like Mick. I guess. I don't know. It was, it was like, oh, that's lovely. Um. Anyways, then shortly after, Mercedes. I mean, we all knew the rumors were swirling that Mercedes was gonna sign him as a reserve driver. Um, they posted a picture of the back of his head, basically with like the eyeballs emoji, and it's like we we know what's coming. Like an hour later, they announced him, and he was basically. I, I'm gonna read his full quote, but there's a part of it that I just think is funny. Um. Because I hate Haas. Um, he said, I'm thrilled to be part of the Mercedes-AMG Patronus F1 team as a reserve driver for 2023. And I'm committed to give it my all to contribute to their performance in this very competitive and professional environment. And so that ending part where it's like very competitive and professional environment, I'm like, that's a little dig at Haas, at least in my mind. Because not competitive, not professional. So... 
I appreciated that. Um, and it sounds like he'll do kind of like a full gambit of testing simulator work and he'll be at the races. Um, so yeah, I'm happy that I'll hopefully get to see him. Maybe he'll be easier to access because he's not a full-time driver. We'll see. Has he um, talked about if he's planning on just doing that or if he's planning on something else? Haven't heard about anything else. Just this. Kind of late. That's like another thing that sucked about mm-hmm. waiting to make that decision. It's it's kind of late for next season. Yeah. To get like certainly with FE Formula E. Right. Maybe endurance. Yeah. Um, so is it like wrong of me to wish that Lewis or George like nothing bad happens but just like an intense case of the sniffles so that Max or so that Mick can be in a race no because I'm currently doing the same with Fernando and Lance okay thank you I just and I love Fernando it's not like I want them to like break anything or like get COVID or anything but like just just the, the sniffles maybe just oversleep yeah you know get locked in their hotel rooms get lost oops yeah just something little like i don't want anything bad to happen but i do want him to race so uh, side note i just what... needed a little morality check there because some people on twitter were like um no and i was like I'm, i i don't want anything bad to happen yeah maybe don't tweet it maybe just think i did it. someone else did maybe just think it I, I mean, I definitely thought it. Someone else tweeted it, and there were replies that were like, no, we're not going to wish bad. And I was like, I, I, like, and in the tweet, it said, nothing, like, I don't want anything bad to happen. But I want something bad to happen. Still, like, no. And I'm like, I, we don't want anything bad to happen. We just want him to race. Coda. Those tickets yes. be crazy. Yes. Did I tell you we, my dad and I did some research? No. Maybe. We did a little bit of research to compare the prices from what we paid. And so my dad wasn't 100% sure how much we paid, but he said it was around $500 per ticket, maybe a little bit less. Um, the tickets are like almost exactly double. Like for where we sat because mm-hmm. they were about 500 and then now they're like a thousand and a little bit that's crazy yeah. i will not be doing that no because we had talked about going to coda this year yeah so um, now instead we're indie fans guys we're yeah fully we're gonna go to two indie races this year mm-hmm. that's the plan yeah stay tuned Yes. uh okay sprint races did we talk about i feel like we talked about this earlier but we'll mention it again i don't know if we did but i put it in my thingy i definitely remember reading. i think i mentioned about spa okay um yeah we're gonna have six sprint races which we already knew but they were announced mm. which ones um so it's gonna be qatar azerbaijan i don't even remember qatar like the race that i have no that was the rogue marshal In 2021, the when um, the rogue marshal caught Max out or whatever, he threw the wrong flag, or that's what Christian um, said. And then Christian got called to the stewards, and he had to apologize. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite moments. 
Um, so Qatar, Azerbaijan, which is a choice. That sounds awful. Um, Austria, Belgium, Coda, and Brazil. I'm mm-hmm. a little bitter about Belgium because I'm going to beat you there. Most and my... people want more racing, Katie. I know. Like, it's making me slightly change my mind about how I feel about sprint races because I do get to see more. I feel like it's good for the attender, mm-hmm. like the person there. It but is also a, short, it's a little though. annoying for me because my dad and I were planning on going on a day trip on the Friday. But because qualifying is going to be on Friday, I don't think I'm going to let that happen. My yeah. dad still kind of wants to do a day trip, and I'm like, but qualifying. Yeah. I really I'd rather like see. You could do qualifying and then the race and go Saturday somewhere. Yeah. But we have, like, I think we might do something on Monday. Okay. Um, Qatar was also the race where Pierre had, like, a flat tire or something. There was a lot of tire issues in Qatar. Because of the, um, what are they called? Curbs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Curbs. It's incredible how I remember way more about 2021 than 2022. Like you could say I, a track in 2021 and I could tell you something that happened. Probably don't don't. I just have a horrible guess. memory so like I hardly remember anything unless it was like really important to me it's, personally. It's the same track, right? As 2021 because they were building another one. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. We'll find out. Who cares? Oh, uh Adrian Newey had an awesome quote awesome just made me feel awesome he said uh red bull's arrow testing reduction won't make much difference if we're really smart Mm. i don't know if y'all remember but adrian newey was also the one that went and talked to the like arbitration board who was deciding red bull's punishment Mm -hmm. to talk about how much an arrow reduction would cost them yeah so that's just a little fun thing Mm -hmm. i bet you love that because you were all excited about getting that wind tunnel time yeah i mean i also knew he was full of (laughs) first of all but i used to have an exception for adrian newey and it's now Mm. gone he's now with them (laughs) he's with the horners with the helmets and the other ones Mm -hmm. wheatley wheatley jonathan wheatley yeah they also um let's see we've got we already talked about mick oh red bull and ford are in negotiations regarding Mm -hmm. a rebrand of red bull's engines starting in 2026 and basically supposedly ford would provide marketing possibilities and brand visibility isn't that a rumor Yes, it's definitely a rumor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Um, so Which could would happen. Like over Honda. Yeah. Yeah. We have Andretti news. Good news. Yes. So, um, reportedly, Andretti has received financial backing from Guggenheim Partners, a firm with over $285 billion in assets, and they reportedly will fund 
Andretti's $200 million facility and paid the F1 entry free fee, which would be very helpful to getting this show on the road. Yes. So anything you want to throw at us, Toto, we'll pay. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Guggenheim. We love you. <laughs> They're like awful people. I don't, I've heard yeah. of Guggenheim before, but I don't, I think they, Same. I, do they own the Dodgers? Oh, do they? Then they're horrible people. I'm disappointed I didn't get a reaction out of you for that. Because I'm focusing. They do. They own the Dodgers? Guggenheim Baseball Management is the principal owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers professional baseball team. Huh. I don't know if there's multiple Guggenheims out there. (laughs) But yeah, I did definitely. That's why I know him, I guess. Hmm. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> Guggenheim accused of siphoning annuities units cash for LA love that I'm sure they're fine you know I mean they're not Russian oligarchs so <laughs> we should be okay um, um, so yeah thanks Guggenheim Aston Martin Hopefully. already announced their car launch date yeah 2023 yeah Normally we don't get the dates until like January. I w- it's so early I was confused. I was yeah. Like, what is this yeah. <laughs> date you're throwing at me? Yeah. So that's happening. February 13th. Yep. So day before Valentine's Day. Um, there was an updated 2023 F1 entry list thrown out there. I don't know. Um, and it didn't for Alpine. It didn't have BWT as a title sponsor anymore. To which I say, thank goodness, so that hopefully we don't have any more, like, Baskin Robbins. Oh, that's the pink. Yeah. I was like, what did BWT do? What do they do? I don't I think it's like Are a water. The water? They're the water ones, right? Yeah. Um, But, like, if you're going to do pink on a car, you've got to do all pink. What like, happened to the, the alternate livery? Did we it have it once for the first two races? That was it. That was at least more pink. Yeah, it felt purposeful. But it just well, like, and it was just upsetting because like the Alpine livery in twenty twenty one was probably one of my favorite liveries. So like, you go from that to like throwing on this pink that just doesn't look good with the blue and the red. It was it was upsetting. I wish they'd go back to yellow. Yeah, because at least then there's it's a lot of different like, blues and things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do just junior stuff now yeah you had a yeah we can do junior stuff just uh richard for sure is gonna be an f2 for his third season he'll be at var yeah and uh franco calipinto has joined the williams driver academy is he have a team for next year somewhere i don't know if people does i'm sure but I would assume someone. So. I think he's a younger one. He was F three, right? Yeah, I, I. He might have moved to F two. I don't know. Mm. I like. There's too, there's too many children. Franco Calipinto is cool. Yeah, F three has the fun names. Yeah. Uh, and then another motor motorsport news: Marcus Armstrong will be the fourth driver of Chip Canassi Racing. Uh, he won't drive the ovals. Mm. Oh. I just remembered saw something I saw this morning was that apparently Lando has told Zach Brown 
mm-hmm. that he would like to do the Indy 500 in the future. Uh-huh. Also, um, how so. I heard it was Zach said he thinks Lando has interest. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Which is a little less certain. But yeah. Um, maybe he'll do it. But it's also like Monaco weekend. So yeah. I don't think he's doing it. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe more of something he, he'll do like when he retires and mclaren will let him back i don't know yeah you also He's still got a long career ahead of him especially because with the indy 500 you have a month of testing yeah they're there all month so i don't know how he would do that while in f1 right same who knows i don't even i don't even remember how fernando did it well according to jensen's book he just replaced him for Monica, so I guess yeah. I don't know. Maybe he did testing and then went to whatever race he had to do. Did a lot of flying, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Guess we'll find out about that. Um. So yeah, we'll be seeing Marcus Armstrong twice. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> we're going. That's what we're gonna do after this podcast is figure out our plans. Yeah. Because one of them is sooner than the other. Okay. Well, that's all the news I have for that's... 2022. Yeah. That's all the news I've got, too. So have a good holiday season. And we'll catch you in 2023. At some point. Yeah. At some Not point before sure testing. We'll be back, but... <laughs> We'll have to do like some some backwards planning to figure out what we want to do before the season and where that lands us. But we'll still be on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. The email will live on. Yes. Our social medias are Double Waved Pod and our email is DoubleWavedYellows at gmail.com. You can find us wherever you would like. Also, have okay. A good holiday season. Yeah, have a great holiday season. Also, just realized this is episode 50. <gasps> That's so nice. I know. <laughs> I love that. Great job, us. Congratulations, us, too. 50 episodes. Yeah. That's a lot That's of episodes. It's a lot of episodes hand. of edited. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay racy. 